0: welcome to by the campfire a podcast in which i sit down around a virtual campfire to have a good conversation with a guest no time limits no prepared topics just an old-fashioned conversation
1: so uh, i'm rick oh hi Um, hi (laughs) Uh, i literally um i was working at uh, Enrise before this and i literally am right between jobs um switching to do freelance work um and uh, outside of that um, I'm 25 I've been doing PHP for a while now uh, started programming when I was like I think 12 or something um, as probably most of us can relate to um and I never really stopped so been doing it professionally since I was 18 and uh yeah that's that's me pretty much. <laughs> so did, did you go to school and, and learn PHP or is it something uh, you learned no. by yourself? So the sad thing is that uh, back in my day, <laughs> which <laughs> I know it sounds weird. Um, no, no, but if you look at the kids now, they, um, they really are getting programming in high school, which I'm very jealous of yes. because we didn't get any of that. I know you didn't get any of that. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, same here. Um so no I I I didn't really get anything in in high school um but I got the chance to um there was this uh what's it called There was a way for me to to do some tests uh when I was in the second so oh god this is difficult because the Dutch school system is always going yeah. to be very difficult to translate um, so but basically, there was, a, there was a way for me to uh, do some exams for, uh, I think, two or three days um, in uh, college somewhere, yeah. in uh, Um And uh, if I were to pass any of those, I would be able to skip that um, course, oh, if I right. actually start yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and uh, thanks to that, I was able to skip um, PHP, and I was able to skip... Uh, no, I wasn't able to skip MySQL, uh, but I could definitely like skip the lessons and just do the exams and stuff. Oh, right. Um, so that was a cool opportunity for me to sort of speed my way through education. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, from high school, I, I went to um, an IT education, uh, uh, computer science, but I didn't actually uh, finish it. I, I quit after one year okay. um, because because I did the the sped up Thing where I could skip over certain courses yeah. in the second year, they were like, "Yeah, you're you're going to have empty spaces in your in your uh, in your planning in your schedule now." I was like, "Wow, well, well, what was the point of that then?" You know. <laughs> so at, at that point, I, I decided to to uh, quit that. Um, but no, I I never really uh, got any ed, uh, programming in high school. It was just college, right. just a one year, which was a very valuable one year. And did
0: you, did you uh, aside from, the, from school, did you program yourself at home?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, let um, me uh, backtrack a little. Um, when I was 12, we, I bought this, this, this game. You know the Command & Congress series, right? Yes. Oh, okay. yes. I'm guessing you're going to think about Red Alert. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's the
0: first thing, yes, of okay. course.
1: Okay, that's, <laughs> that's fine. That wasn't my first. Um, okay. So they also had uh, a first-person shooter, which was called Renegade. Oh, okay. um, it's it's not very known, um, but it was very unique because you had the the RTS elements that you had in, in like Red Alert and Generals, and the whole like GDI NOD atmosphere, um, and they put that into uh, in a first person shooter, which you had two bases and you know you, you spawn at your base and then you have a structure which provides a certain uh, facility. So so you'd have like a um, uh, a structure that could build tanks for you, and if that structure would get destroyed you can 't build tanks, yeah, so um it was a pretty interesting uh, uh f p s and um I remember I had the game first night I played through the single player and everything, but at the time uh, we weren 't allowed to play any games online, like yeah. the computer that could go online in the house <laughs> we weren 't allowed to put any games on there <laughs> uh, okay, so okay. um the first time that uh, my dad actually agreed to letting me go online there, I installed this thing called GameSpy. Right. Just very old. Um, And uh, I went online, and I actually uh, met a few friends there. Uh, One of my best friends, uh, his name is Sean, uh, lives in the UK, and um, he had this very, very tiny TeamSpeak server running, uh, which was really cool. It was called Duke Gaming, um, and uh, it was... I mean, I was still very young, (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Uh, but I I hung out out with him a lot, and uh, we actually started this gaming community, which uh, sort of led to me programming. Because we needed game servers. You know, We wanted to run a, a Command & Conquer Renegade server. Ah. Um, and what they basically did, they are like, all right, we're just gonna rent out this Windows server and uh, here's the credentials for Remote Desktop and go figure it out. And I was like, what's Remote Desktop? Like, I had no <laughs> idea what to do. Uh, so I just logged in, I just started following tutorials and, and um, eventually uh, we... Um, So, you know, what happens in the game is, like, you know, people kill each other or or a building gets destroyed and people join the game, they leave the game. Um, And uh, it was uh, very useful at the time to relay all of that into IRC.
0: Right, right.
1: Right, so, uh, and we all, think, remember the MIRC check client? Oh, yeah. Which had its own scripting language? Yes. And there you go, that was my first language. So, um, sort of ended up doing that. In combination with setting up the servers, and then uh, there was this little DLL file that you could use, so you could actually talk from an MRC check client with the server itself, so you could execute commands. Right. So you could link everything up, and uh, I spent a lot of lot of time uh, setting that up. Basically, a uh, game server bot. Right. Which uh, yeah. Learn a lot from it. So the first, the first
0: thing you did was was scripting, or did you actually program DLL files yourself? No, yeah. So
1: def- <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't go there. No, no. Yeah, definitely first scripting. That's okay. uh, um <laughs> my first experience, and uh, I think a very good experience. And uh, PHP came in way later because um, I only need, I needed PHP at some point because. Um, I was uh, tracking how people were doing, so it's sort of like a ranking system in the game. Right. Um, and I was doing all of this in, in MRC, and uh, eventually I needed something to display those results, so I actually used <laughs> PHP for that. And I think that was PHP 5, so... <laughs> I, I, oh, I'm, wow. I'm not from the <laughs> PHP 4 era <laughs> whatsoever.
0: Oh, okay, so this uh, is, now I'm gonna <laughs> test something with you. Oh uh, I was doing a talk at Mage Titans in Groningen a couple of weeks ago, and I joked during my talk, about maybe I should do a talk about programming PHP 3. Would you think that's useful for you to understand where PHP came from? Oh my god.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, I would definitely like to see how that language looked like like back then because I have no idea. Like, I I know, uh, the story I heard was that the reason why we have the crazy uh, function names is because um, we used to, uh, we, 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 um, I think, hashed them based on the character length of the function. So each function had to have like a different character length to to make sense in in the hash, uh, which is why some of the function names just look weird or (laughs) like, really abbreviate. I'm not sure if that story is actually true, but uh, that's what I'm I I'm not heard. sure.
0: I don't, I don't recognize this, but maybe Maybe it is true.
1: All right, someone confirm,
0: M- please. Might be, <laughs> someone confirm, please, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Whenever you hear this, <laughs> yeah. either confirm or deny this. No, or just don't tell me. Or <laughs> <laughs> either confirm it or don't tell me.
1: I like the story too much. Okay, okay, <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll leave the story at that. Oh, okay. Thank God. <laughs> so uh, PHP 5, you start doing PHP just to display some stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, and somehow you became professional. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, just like that. Just like that. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, uh, to those who have uh, been involved in gaming communities, you know there's usually forums involved. Um, So we had the PHP BB forum software, which of course was amazing. Uh, (laughs) And um, at the time we had someone who took care of our website, which um, was, it was called Clive. I haven't spoken to him in probably over 10 years, so <laughs> I have no idea where he is. Um, I do have his son on Facebook. Uh, but um, he would take care of the web hosting and um, uh, the the forum as well. And uh, I slowly started, you know, helping with that, uh, figuring things out and, um, yeah, basically just continued doing so and uh, even went to... Um, uh, I I continued uh, creating mods in that game as well, um, which required me to do C++, which I can't say I know what I was doing, but (laughs) it was working. (laughs) It was a very special case of copy and paste. Um, But uh, yeah, I learned a lot of things from that. Um, Then when I was 14, I um, started repairing computers, uh, which I think is natural progression for most people in IT. Um, but so my my parents own a store uh, here in in Appleton. Uh We they sell a- anything related to photography. Right. Um, so they already had this very large reach of customers and people that knew them well. And uh, uh, our last name is literally in 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 the store name. So right. so that helps. Um, yeah. So I was able to put my my business card there, and I got a. F-load of um, <laughs> uh, customers through that. So uh, at, at some point I covered the entirety of, of Appledore and outside of that as well. Right. Um, and that was for me a way to to make money. I, luckily, I don't know if it's luckily, but I've never had to do any other job than anything with computers or right. anything like that. So, so that was my first little own company that I did. Um, so I spent about four years doing that. And uh, when I, uh, eventually, yeah. So when I, I think when I was sixteen, I started moving on to building websites. Um, I made my own CMS, which was the best CMS ever. Of course, of <laughs> course. We've I, all been there. <laughs> well, the worst part is I did not know what a WYSIWYG was, so it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally telling my customers, "Yeah, just you know, use this tag here, and it, it works great. You can make your text bold, and <laughs> it was it was terrible. Um, but you know, it. Uh, I mean, people." Uh, People paid for it, so I guess it was a good thing. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I continued doing that. Then um, you know I went on to to college, do the one year, uh, and then uh, I quit college and um, I started doing that full time uh, for myself initially. Um, then, uh, due to private circumstances, I had to get a full time job to uh, make sure I was able to move out. Right. Um, so uh, I started working for a company here in in Apeldoorn, and uh, yeah, I learned a lot over there because they uh, the the interview was was uh, interesting in the sense that I didn't know anything about frameworks. Like it was unknown word to me, framework. Yeah. I had No idea. Yeah. Um, I didn't have any education to back up whatever I was doing, um, and. Uh, my knowledge in object oriented programming was very limited. I knew what it was, but I hadn't really applied it that well um, so uh, but somehow they 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 did see potential and you know they they said, well you know you you're, you're doing this in your, in your off time as well, so uh, we believe in you and uh, they they went on and hired me and uh, I'm very thankful for that because uh, I, I learned a lot over there, like a lot. So. that's always good yeah but uh, it's uh,
0: from w- from what i hear it's like the first time you actually worked together with other people
1: yeah yeah actually yeah that's true I've al- yeah i've always been working alone before that yeah um I, I didn't know what it was like to work in a team uh well prior to that i actually did um uh, that was for school for our high school still i did a Oh well, the birds are gonna go acting up now. <laughs> uh I did a one day uh like internship at that very same company. Oh, right. Um and uh it I was it was very interesting to see how they were doing things and, and um my parents were always like, Oh yeah, you can learn how, how the actual software uh, development process works and I was like, well, I already know this stuff and yada 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 <laughs> but I didn't know anything. <laughs> I did not know anything. Um so uh yeah, it was it was the first time working in a team and it was uh it's very like at that point, I finally had a mentor, like s- finally someone mm-hmm. so I mean I, I've had mentors, but like Clive was one of my mentors yeah. in just helping me you know uh with the 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 website hosting part, right um, but uh, now I had someone full time next to me that could help me and uh, teach me a lot of things and uh yeah that's that's so valuable it's, yeah
0: yeah did you did you keep on finding new mentors after that or
1: oh yeah. Yeah, everywhere you go there's a mentor. Like it's it's hard to think about because you don't even realise how many mentors you actually have. Yeah. Like even you, you're a mentor to me and, and in whatever shape or form. Um and it's uh yeah, I, I couldn't even count them. There's so many. Uh and I hope I've been a mentor to some other people as well and I'm sure I have. I think I'm pretty uh, sure, yes. <laughs> I think uh everyone at some point is a mentor to someone.
0: Well, you were at weekend at some point. Yeah, yeah, so of course. Well, <laughs> but that was coaching. <laughs> uh, okay, okay, okay. That no was coaching. <laughs> but it's still a mentor role as well. Yeah, true. Very true. So do you actively mentor people as well?
1: Mm. Uh, n- n- I don't know. I guess I do. Um, but not... It's not something I do every week or something. Uh, I mean, of course, like, in your day-to-day job, you 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 mentor mentor people naturally right it just happens yeah and you feel a need to help someone and you help them or you give them some guidance uh but actually like formal mentoring mm-hmm. no no not really there's a few a few people like some some young developers that i try to help out when i can and inspire them and uh uh but it's not like i have this weekly meeting or something where right. we go through what they learned and and stuff like that no yeah. do you though
0: uh i I have uh, one one or two people that uh, on a semi regular basis I meet with mm.
1: um, what do you do you just go through like do, is uh, there like exercise involved or is it no just
0: it's mostly mostly when they think um, you know I'm stuck with this or i i uh I know there's a better solution, but I have no idea what the solution is they They let me know and we'll schedule like a skype call or something hmm. and um uh, well they 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 try to underst- or explain what what it is that they're stuck with or uh what what they want to you know brainstorm about and then we'll have a session which can last uh, thirty minutes or an hour or two hours. Uh, depending on uh, how, how much they pay you <laughs> or what well, no no so far so so far they're not actually paying me for it um because this is something that for me only recently i was like i want to do more with mentoring and maybe even a, you know being paid to do that that stuff because i've always been um uh, i i like programming a lot but i've always been focused also on the human side of mm, programming yeah uh, and um, I don't know. Um, I've had a period where I was pretty fed up with programming in general, and I was like, maybe I I need to move to another area of expertise. Mm. And since the whole well, human side is interesting already,
1: I think it's even more interesting than programming itself. To be honest, it, it's it's like it, it's so much more complex. Yeah. <laughs> because well when you're programming you you sure the problems are interesting but ultimately if you look at it it's not the goal of why you're writing software it's not it's not the actual problem yeah um, okay there are so many different solutions that you can pick but yeah. um the people within the company or or the users or whatever th- that's actually where the magic happens yeah. i think um but yeah programming's still fun I mean <laughs> I, I I I've been I've had a period where I've just been doing code reviews. I right. was just just doing code reviews and just helping with, you know, the the architectural vision and stuff, uh, which is um in hindsight a, a bit stupid in a sense because I should probably have been more involved if I wanted to actually give architectural guidance. Right. Um but it worked out. Uh, the project was small enough to to be able to handle that, um, and uh, there was enough uh, autonomy within the project, within the the members, to right. to do it well. Um, but at that point, I didn't really touch that much code. Um, so, as soon as I I got a hold of a problem again, uh, this interesting architecture problem, I got excited and it you know a little bit adrenaline rush, and I was like, yeah. Oh this is cool. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't want to cut that out completely, but uh I do think that the the human side of things is so much more interesting. Uh and uh I think you can have so much more impact on that level as well.
0: So now you're starting uh, your own business?
1: Yes. So, yeah. Will you
0: be focusing on the human side or will you be programming?
1: Uh no, I'll definitely be focusing on on the human side. Right. Um well, I say definitely. Um I, I aim to do it uh as well as programming. Um which uh yeah, so <laughs> the thing I hate is I hate job titles, right? They're <laughs> they're horrible. <laughs> yes. I agree. Um I, I'm still not sure what to title myself because there's no way that I can actually sum up what I want to be doing in one in like three words. Right. There's just no way. Yeah. So um don't go looking at my LinkedIn right now, because the title there. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is no technology podcast. <laughs> um, you know, you realize that
0: people are now going to Google oh, for your oh, profile, do.
1: yes? Oh, okay. that was good marketing, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. Put <laughs> 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 on the back there. Um, no, so uh, if, I don't know, like a unicorn. I, I, the, the thing is, um, uh, I really I enjoy the, the coaching part, right? And and WeCamp was a good experience in that sense. Uh, where I, there's a lot that I have to learn, um, but I do believe that I have a good basis for it. Yeah. Um, where I can definitely acquire these skills. Um, and um, I want to help people, um, uh, I don't know, become better developers, just just run a good team. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, I want people to realize that um, uh, making decisions is not so much about. Making all these um, or discussing all these different uh, decisions, but instead looking at the bigger picture or laying down a um, uh, a foundation on yeah. which you can make the decisions. Yeah. Because I think autonomy is is the best way of scaling, right? Um, if you're gonna have everything rely on this one person that makes decisions, then it's gonna be the slowest thing ever. Yes, and um, it's it's the whole self steering idea. You yeah. know, you have autonomy everyone can decide for themselves and they know they have the information that is required to make the decision mm-hmm. um, and I think that's re- something really powerful and um, it's something that uh, some people don't quite realize sometimes um, and uh, yeah th- that's that's interesting to me so so I really want to do I really want to work in that area um, when I when I go freelance and, and luckily enough that opportunity um, is there as well, so I'll be I'll be doing that soon in the coming months. Uh, very excited.
0: So that's you already have your first project lined up.
1: Yeah, two of them actually. Yeah. two of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's so and so 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 one project is 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 definitely um, uh, a project where I'll be uh, basically setting up uh, a new version of an existing platform, um, and I'll be taking the lead on that on many different levels. Um, uh, that is on uh, starting an in-house development team, uh, but also um, making sure uh, we have an architectural vision that we can build upon. Yeah. And um, I have uh, another project uh, in which I am more involved in uh, the organization itself and making sure that organization um, becomes innovative again and they uh, basically bring it new life and uh yeah hopefully improve so both will involve some programming
0: but not too much
1: yeah exactly yeah i yeah pretty much pretty much i mean uh, for the for the the new platform I'll definitely be programming um uh but i i i don't plan on add well the goal for me is to to make myself uh, redundant so i just yes. want to make sure that there's a foundation people can can um take over and mm. uh, we can build a team and eventually I can just yep. remove myself from the equation uh, because that's the ultimate goal.
0: That's uh, basically the philosophy that we also have with my company. Um, my conclusion however is that um, the more you try to make yourself redundant quickly the longer you're stuck in a company <laughs> because they, s- they like what you're doing.
1: Right. And they keep extending so, contracts. So it's like a leash that you have on. Yes. Yeah, so, well, it's extending, but it's still there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I don't think it's a leash. That sounds too negative. Um, but um, uh, I guess customers appreciate when you try to do something to improve their position uh, and not your position, because there's there's more than enough companies out there that. Their main focus when you go into a new uh, company is to stick around for as long as you, as you can. Um, Fair, yeah. Make yourself uh, uh, completely required. You cannot leave anymore. <laughs> um, whereas if your philosophy is, uh, I'd like to be gone as soon as possible, mm-hmm. they, they will realize, they will appreciate that. And <laughs> and then you stick around <laughs> for long. <Yeah. laughs>
1: right. So I shouldn't say it out loud. And I, sh- I should trick them.
0: <laughs> no, you shouldn't <laughs> trick. You should say it out loud. Oh, okay. Uh, no, of course, of course. Um, but it's exciting times. So now, now you've gone uh, like two weeks off, something like um,
1: that. Yeah. Maybe even a little bit more. Maybe, maybe it's more an entire month. Oh um, wow. I will. Well, it's it's definitely. Um, well it depends on when you're releasing this, but <laughs> um so the twentieth of November I'll probably be starting full time. Okay. Um, before that I might just every now and then come in and do something. Um but yeah, it's a lot of free time right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's a bit overwhelming. It's a bit but strange. this the the company started already. You're
0: officially now your own business.
1: Yeah, yes. Business so owner. actually I started my business on my birthday, which was cool. Ah. Um so yeah, the the, the company's been there for a few months now okay. um but yeah now is actually when i'm you know starting to to right. act and, and do and uh i've uh taken uh how do you say this i've said goodbye to to rise after yeah. four years uh, four awesome years <laughs> if yeah. i may um and uh yeah i'm on my own again which is basically the point that i was at when i was 18. Right. Seven years ago, yeah, um, uh, but it's definitely very, very, <laughs> very different now. <laughs> oh gosh, I hope yeah, <laughs> things <laughs> changed. <laughs>
0: so okay, so let's go back to that point uh, seven years ago. Yeah, was this your aim to eventually have your own company again, or uh, did you d- not think about that at that point?
1: So, uh, hmm. um, I don't know. Th- I wouldn't s I wouldn't necessarily call myself an entrepreneur. Okay. Because I I'm not the kind of person that has like the ideas and is like the visionary or whatever. Uh, I'm definitely more on the, you know, uh executing side of things. Right. Um, um but, you know, it's it's definitely in my blood to run companies, I guess. not not um so my parents have the 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 store. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um so my dad has always been very much of an entrepreneur and so has my mom um she's also running a web shop now and she's doing coaching and stuff. Right. Um so I've always been in a family that ran companies. I have I have a company I've had a company together with my brother um like uh, years ago uh, which was called uh, Schaakvideos, which means chess videos. Right. Um, my brother is a chess player and uh he would he and a and a friend of his would um make these uh, lessons uh, in in video form and he would upload it to a website which of course I built right. um, and uh, which was actually a very very cool project and uh, definitely had some uh, uh, had a good chance of succeeding but we didn't really push through um, and even now again uh, I, I run a, a website with my brother um, called uh, chess reporter <laughs> <laughs> it's also chess related yes um, which is actually very successful um, it's basically a uh, A a platform in which you, as a tournament organizer, can actually run your own chess tournament. Right. Um, And and it's a specific type of chess tournaments where, um, okay, so I'm going to explain this completely because I think it's interesting. Um, So there's a a chess format, a chess tournament format, in which um, uh, it it takes place in in the city, um, and there's um, uh, pubs in the city which have chess boards. Yeah. Um, and there's one main pub it's where the tournament starts at that point um, uh, people basically start playing at all the different pubs in teams of two players um, and uh, this is uh, apparently a very popular format in yeah. the Netherlands because, I don't know, we like <laughs> to drink it's, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's in a pub yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, basically what, what would happen um, is they would have two people in the main pub where um, they would be working on making the pairings, because making pairin- pairings in, in a chess tournament is, is very important, it's crucial, right? You have to, you gotta, make, you gotta put the right people against each other, and there's an old algorithm, uh, like the Swiss pairing algorithm uh, hooked up to it. Okay. Um, and doing this manually is, is quite a chore, but they had some some offline programs that they could use to do it. But because we're spread out in all these different pubs, there would literally be six people on the bicycle, or four people on the bicycle going around trying to gather the <laughs> results but also handing out the new pairings ah, okay. for people to, to go to the new pub. Yes. Um, so this is of course very different from a normal gesture which just takes place in this one, one building and yeah. you would just put up the, the pairing somewhere and people would go have a look and it's fine. Yeah. Um, and they didn't just have to do the pairings but they also have to assign them to a pub. Yeah. Um, which was of course also different. So my brother um, uh, was organizing one of these tournaments in Appledore and he came up to me and said like, can we make some sort of system in which we can gather the results? And I was like, sure, yeah, of yeah. course we can. So the first version of Chess Reporter was, um, we would ha- just have the website in which we could upload the pairings to and people could um, uh, put through the results of their game. And then um, the uh, people in the main pub doing the the pairings could take that and put it into the offline program again and then uh, um, make a new uh, pairing file for the next round and et cetera, et cetera. Um, And then uh, the version we have now, we've actually implemented the the algorithm into the program. So the cool thing is that we basically reduced tournament organization, um, uh, which used to be ran by uh, six or seven people or whatever to one person and um, because that person can do it from his phone his or her phone that person can actually participate in the tournaments oh, right. and we've had people doing that <laughs> and um, this platform is now so popular that we've we have about ten or eleven tournaments across the entire of Netherlands um, up in the system and uh, they're using this platform every year and there's just one tournament left that uses the format who's not willing to <laughs> to use the platform um uh, but we'll they'll they'll come crawling to us some point <laughs> uh, but i thought that was like the that, that was the, the coolest thing ever right that's basically what you want to achieve with your software not make people redundant but you want to automate it like you yes. want to you want to make sure that um, someone organizing the tournament being able to participate himself. That's yeah. unheard of.
0: Solve a problem.
1: Yeah. yeah, and 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 that was so cool um, So so yeah, that's that's also uh, one of the other uh, Projects um, that I that I run with with my brother um, and now I have to circle back to the original question <laughs> um, Which is was I expecting to uh, to uh, or was I hoping to to start my own company yeah. again later um, No, uh, because it's not that I didn't like working uh, for uh, for a company um, and uh, the, the only reason I stopped my own company is um, because uh, I wanted to uh, move in together with my boyfriend at the time right. and uh, I just wasn't making enough money um, with my own company at that point yeah. also I just didn't have the skills and. I definitely needed that professional guidance. Right. Um, yeah. So at that point it was just, it made most sense to to start working somewhere, um, and I, I have definitely enjoyed that, and I enjoyed uh, my time at Enrise as well. Um, and uh, I, I did, like two years ago, think like, okay, the next step in my career is definitely going to be freelance, and I think the reason for that is not necessarily about owning your own company, but it's about proving that I can that I can um, stand on my own feet yeah okay. um, and uh, be a strong enough person to uh, deal with all the different aspects that you come across in just you know from contract negotiation all the way to uh, implementing programming and, yeah. and being near the fire if you will um, so yeah. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, it's going to be crazy exciting.
0: Um, will you, Will you be doing everything yourself, like administration, financial uh, self, yeah. taxes?
1: Yeah. So um, I, it's it's definitely difficult to do in a sense. Well, I mean, so the software helps you a lot, right? Yeah. Um, but it's still very tricky. And, um, but some for some reason I like it. <laughs> 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 um, I I guess I, I enjoy the challenge and. Um, uh it's it's interesting enough to to do it myself so yeah I'll, I'll definitely be be doing uh most things myself um i do plan on like for the administration i, I plan on getting um some uh accountant to check maybe at the end of the year just right. to make sure yeah. that i have everything done well but because i have prior experience of of doing administration i know yeah. what what's involved so I, I do know what it takes and i have people that i can Ask like like you and and yeah. uh, like other people in the community, um, which have been very helpful. Um, but yeah, and also my experience at, at enterprise being in a self steering company, um, we uh, we were always very close to you know administration and, and doing everything with that. Not we didn't have to do the the, like uh, nitty gritty bit, um, mm-hmm. but we did have to do the the. the we did give them the right input and everything. But right. so.
0: well, that's that's an interesting thing, now that you've mentioned it. Um, because you, at Enrise, you're, you were working in a completely self-steering team, right? Yeah. So how did that sh- that work?
1: Yeah, so um, it, it's <coughs> it's interesting because if you talk about it, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, like the Scrum self-steering team. I'm like, no, no, it's, it's not quite the same. <laughs> 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 um, no, so <coughs> how did it work? So uh, basically, I think, this was almost two years ago, in which we actually made the switch. Um, so we basically got rid of hierarchy within Enrise. And, uh, at and all, not, just at all, yes. Yeah. So, completely. Yeah. Okay. Um, and a lot of people are like, but what do you mean? You still have like a, like a boss around Like, no, no, not really. Um, uh, yes, there's still an owner of Enrise. Yeah. Um, he uh, owns a hundred percent of the stock, um, which, makes it easy because we don't have any anyone else to depend on um but that owner did um agree upon uh, not getting involved in any of the of the actual business um there is a few boundaries so um uh, as a team because okay so Enrise is split up in all these different teams and we all have our own team proposition um so there's one team that is more focused on I don't know building uh, CMS focused websites like content based websites, mm-hmm. and not, not a team more focused on 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 um, uh, building APIs, for example. And uh, the team I was in, um, we were focused on doing. Uh, <laughs> here comes the fun words, data sharing, which is uh, working on location at the customer, yeah.
0: Con- uh, contracting type contracting. Thing. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so um, so we had all these different teams, and they all did their own thing. And there was only there were a few boundaries. Um, uh, where uh, as a, a team you had to be profitable.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> that's
1: important. Um, and uh, we had to um, work according to the law, which is also important. Yes. So as long as we stayed inside those boundaries, the owner did not have anything to say about what we did. Um, so that means that you know there's there's literally no hierarchy. Everyone is involved in. Um, making every decision and you have to make decisions as, as a company. Right. Um, so uh, it also meant that within the team, you take care of HR, you take care of recruitment, you take care of sales, you take care of marketing. And I'm not saying that all these things actually happened within the team because some teams are just too small to to handle it themselves. Yeah. So we did have a team which we could rely on, which would, which would help us. But um, it was still the team itself that was deciding what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. We were still the ones giving the input and we still had every say in how this was going to be executed. Um, which, uh, it's, it's super interesting. It's, um, it becomes very difficult because there's a whole culture attached to it, right? You're making, all of a sudden, you're the ones making a decision and not just you, like every single individual there yeah, had a say in what we we're going to do, and that sounds like a nightmare to some people. <laughs> um, which uh, in the beginning it definitely was. Uh, it was definitely very hard. Um, but at some point, it all revolves around trust. Yeah. It's 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 my trust in in you, Stefan, that um, you know when to make a decision yourself, and you also know when to make a decision with the team. Yeah. Right, And I trust you in in doing that so I know that when you come across this decision which is impactful for the team, Mm -hmm. that you will come to me first and share this with me and then we make the decision together. And once you have that trust within the company, things can start moving a lot faster. And um, uh, it's it's, it's really cool because all these walls start crumbling down and and you start to see what actually goes on in the organization. I like to um, uh, take on the example of uh, you know when you were a kid in, in school, right? You, were, uh, you would sit in the circle and um, someone would whisper a story in someone's ear yes. and it would go all the way around.: yes, That was fun.: Yeah, so it's very fun, because what would come out would be completely yes. different from the actual original story. Yeah, yeah. And I believe this is the same issue that we have in hierarchical companies, where it comes from the top. It goes down, but because it passes along so many different chains, chains, it just loses its actual uh, meaning, uh, which which makes for a lot of miscommunication within companies, I believe. Um, So um, that's something that, you know, taking away the hierarchy helps because the information was always there. If I wanted to know how we were doing financially, I could literally just go to uh, one of the tools that we're using, I could see it. I could I could always go through every single piece of information. Um also our, our salaries were open, you know, we would know each other's salaries because that that's also the conversation that you're gonna be having with your team. Like if someone wants a race, there's no one there's no manager to walk up to and be like, <laughs> Hey, I wanna earn more money, you know, you gotta do this talk within the, the team. team. Talk yeah, to the team. Yeah. Which meant that we were um looking at value a lot more. And uh I mean it's definitely difficult because you you come from this um Uh, You come from an organization which. (coughs) Sorry. Which. That's okay. (laughs) Bless you. You come from an organization which uh, wasn't as open before. So there's a certain legacy when it comes to the salaries, where some people had perhaps a better um, position to negotiate uh, when they came into the company. It was a different market maybe back then. Yeah. Um, So, uh, but we said, well, we accept that legacy, we know it's there. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, uh, we're going to open up these salaries. Respect each other's salaries. We're not going to pull anyone down, um, but we're just going to do our best and see how we can equalize um, uh, where needed. And um, whoever new would come in, we would tell them like, hey, you know, there's a company. We have open salaries. That means that we'll be discussing. We'll be valuing you, um, and we will be looking at how much you. Much value you bring to the team, right? And yeah. and and yeah. quote unquote rate you based on, based on right. that. Um, so that was a very interesting aspect, and um, yeah, b- well, of course, we also, uh, uh, I think another interesting part of, of self steering is if you hire, um, for example, um, let's say a marketeer to um, uh, do marketing for. 32 hours, like part-time, Yeah. Um, that person would do marketing for 32 hours. Whereas if you tell um, someone who is, for example, a developer or a product owner to also take on the role of marketing, that person will try to do marketing as effectively as possible. Right. Because that person doesn't hate marketing, but <laughs> prefers to do development yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you start doing just enough. Right, same with the administration. We started doing just enough administration to make sure we had everything worked out and right. it was clear enough, um, but still is be effective. And uh, I think that's a very interesting uh, side effect of, of doing self-steering.
0: So how do you handle conflict in a situation like that? Because I'm sure there there is conflict at some point.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to think if there's like a, any scenario in particular. Um, yeah, there have been a few conflicts, but all in all, there is a culture that um, it's accepted to talk about these things. Yeah, it's okay. It's normal. And and if, if well, I mean, we still had someone that you could go up to and uh, it's a, a trust, uh, we call them Vertrouwensperson. I'm not yeah, sure what the translation okay. is. A trusted, a trusted trusted person. There's still a, a, a yeah. trusted person that you could uh, talk to. Yeah. Um. Uh, so it wasn't necessarily always in the open because... I mean sure, we all strive to have the you know the most open culture there is, but yeah, that's not humanly possible, <laughs> because there's always a limit for some people i I'm, I'm a very open person, like I would literally yeah. share anything, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of people out there who would not necessarily want to do that, yeah, yeah. Uh, and very understandably so, um, and, and we should respect that. so there are still channels to to do that through right. Um, so we could still handle that uh, respectively, and uh, if there is conflict, then that conflict has to be resolved within the team. Yeah. Um, and uh, how exactly that goes d- and depends entirely on the conflict, on yeah, the nature yeah, of, of the course, conflict, of, of course. course. Um, but you know, it's it always starts with the conversation.
0: Okay. Okay. So yeah. So so would you would you recommend every company to go this way, or is it not for everyone? No, 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 no <laughs>
1: absolutely not. No. Um, no, it's it definitely like I said, it requires a certain culture, and um, I also think that self steering could be executed even better when done in a product organization, because what, what we had at Enrise is we're we there's still a project organization, right? It, when it comes down to it, we still get paid by the hour, yeah, and that yeah. makes um, uh, self steering difficult. Because you um, uh, you have to divide your attention between the business side of things mm-hmm. and doing the actual work. And we still had, make sure, had to make sure that we were making our hours. Yeah. And at the same time, we had to make sure that we were running the business yeah. as a company uh, and as a team. So if you take that burden away, if you take the stress of having to make you know the 32 hours that you had to make for yeah. the customer, yeah that could allow you to do it so much better and it would be so much easier to do, like less stressful.
0: I wonder though, because I mean, one of the first things you said when you were talking about the self-steering teams is, there's only two rules. One of them is you need to be profitable. Mm -hmm. But in a product organization, there is, you know, you don't get paid by the hour, at least not, I mean, the, the clients are internal and there's yeah. no real money exchanging hands from you know the organization to the to the development team how would how would you measure whether a team is profitable?
1: yeah, that's interesting um I think so in a sense it, there could be a scenario where you still do have the whole transaction part where there's still you're still getting paid for what you deliver. Right. It sort of depends on the company, but let's say there there wasn't we didn't didn't have that aspect there. Um, I logically, I would say that the stakeholders would have to rate your performance somehow, right. some way or yeah. another. I think it's it's so yeah. For us, the profitability was um, basically um, rating performance in a sense, um, but we were rating it by profits, but yes. it could also be rated by how happy the stakeholders are or, or okay. how well it works, how how well you you cooperate with the other teams or um but yeah it's a it's a valid question. Um I would love to see uh I would love to experience that within a product organization to see how that pans out yeah. there. Because I think it's a very different playing field.
0: Oh well, for sure. For sure. I mean I've I've been in different product companies uh over time and Um, I mean, the great thing about that is the fact that there is no money exchanging within an organization. So you can focus on the stuff that's really important. Mm. But it makes the whole thing about, you know, there's only two main things, and that's one you have to abide by the law, and the other is you have to make a profit. The whole profit part is gone. Uh, So you have to figure out, you know, how to measure uh, your team in a different way. Um, which is something I've—I mean—I've been really interested in seeing how how it works for Enrise, and I'm I'm pretty impressed by how it works for Enrise.
1: It's not perfect. I I do want to mention that it's not yeah. perfect. Like I we have our, sure. we have our bumps. Yeah. Okay. It's it's definitely not easy, um, but I'm very proud of of the company and, and where they're at right now, and and I strongly believe um, in in everything in, in yeah. the theory and 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 also how we're doing it in practice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I'd I'd like to see. Uh, maybe I'll have to look for that information. See if how how product companies approach this, um, because you have to have some kind of measurement. Otherwise, you can just keep on hiring, spending other people's money, uh, and not be held accountable for it.
1: Yeah, yeah, accountability is definitely an important part there. Um, and uh, there's some good examples in uh, in. Uh in the Netherlands a few good companies um, so there there are some good good ones good case that you could look up yeah. and see how that works okay. yeah that's
0: cool so now uh, let's go back to uh, your uh,
1: month this of holiday this conversation is just going to all kinds of places yeah <laughs> yeah
0: oh that's just so much information there um is, there is. so are you are you taking this month to prepare for running your business or are you taking the month to literally do nothing and and relax for as long as you can still do that while not ha- actually having a business to care
1: about. Uh, uh yeah, um a bit of both, I guess. Okay. Um I'm sure you saw my tweet about Oh, actually you responded to it <laughs> where I was like what do I do? Like I want to I want to get rest. Yeah. But I yeah. don't know how to get rest. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um and uh <laughs> I had this feeling like I just like people were also telling me you just need to go somewhere. Just like yeah. go away and just, yeah. I don't know, take a trip. Um, but I, I was thinking about it and the more I thought about it I was like it's not really gonna help me. Like I don't I don't feel like um, paying uh, a bunch of money to go sit in a hotel somewhere and then just just be there. Like the weather isn't even nice. Like I would ha- I would yeah, have to go somewhere okay. yeah. quite far to get n- decent weather. And and even then I'd be like, yeah, I'll, I'll just be reading a book there. And I I can do that <laughs> at home. Right. Um, so I've kind of been struggling in like thinking about what to do in these days, where um, uh, I, I used to and I, I still do struggle a lot with the weekends that I had in between my my working days, where um, I would sort of just. Waste time, and right. uh, uh, yeah, I would I would do things I I shouldn't be doing. Um, so so far during this vacation or yeah during this vacation, that hasn't really happened as much, which is a good thing. Okay. Um, I think uh, there's a positive vibe, and uh, you know even things like this um, I, I I have. Um, uh, appointments with people almost every evening right. uh, these these few weeks, which definitely helps me, and it gives me focus. And I'm just trying to relax. I'm I'm trying to um, get used to the idea that um, I'm free <laughs> <laughs> in the sense that I I work for myself now. I decide what I do, and um, it's just been a crazy four years. So I'm I'm really still coming down from that. Um, and, uh, that's tricky. Um, so I've been watching YouTube. I think I've watched almost every single video on YouTube now. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be a very bold statement. Um, no, I, but I've been watching a lot of YouTube. Um, sometimes I'm set for an entire day. I'm like, wow, what did I do today? I have no clue. <laughs> um, but I'm also reading books, um, uh, reading a lot of books. Uh, I, I, I got a lot of books, you can, you can see them there on ah, my table. Yeah, that's a <laughs> nice stack of books. Yeah, I think that happened in like time span of one month. Um, <laughs> oh wow, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so um, actually I, I wrote down, uh, so um, we're in my living room right now yes. and behind me, well first of all there are birds behind me, which yeah. is sometimes here. <laughs> but there's also a whiteboard. Um, yes. Yes, I'm one of those people that have a whiteboard in their living room, <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. Well
0: that's not, that's not weird, we have a small whiteboard on our fridge
1: yeah for for shopping for grocery shopping no no just oh, okay. for our for
0: our weekly planning or okay, any random okay. things that we want oh, to good. put okay. up put up on it so i'm i'm
1: used to the whiteboard okay, thing okay now i feel that's weird that's yeah. good <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um besides there being the uh, Joe manifesto and some chess rules uh, i put on a a to do list um, Right. Yep. not not every day um, but definitely every other day where it's just simple things like groceries um work on my new talk um Right. Uh, read the blog posts that I've been bookmarking and <laughs> that I've been piling up. Yeah. Um, read my book. Uh, clean the house. Simple things like that. They they sort of keep me focused and on track. Right. Um, so I've been doing a lot of that. Um, you can see the house is relatively clean. Or well, tidy. It's it was, not clean, uh, but it's tidy. <laughs> it's, it's impressive, but I'm I'm not a person that keeps this house very tidy. So. Oh, you should have told me before you were coming. <laughs> I didn't have to clean up. Uh, no, so I, I keep myself busy, um, and uh, every now and then I do something for uh, for the company, where I think about how I'm going to approach these these two right. projects.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, it's uh, I do find it hard to find the energy and motivation to really get to work as long as I'm in this house, because this right. house is just like there is just a certain their habits. Right, there are yeah. certain things that you just do here. Like I, I just automatically go sit behind my computer. Uh, it's actually the today. I, I put my desk. out one of the sit standing desks, yes. and I put it up all the way, and I forced myself to stand almost the entire day. And uh, I know that's not healthy per se, <laughs> but for me it was like a, a more of an active um, uh, posture, and right. uh, it it helped me get some things done because well one of the things I had on there was. Um, create a, a background story for, one, for my D&D character, which ah. <laughs> I, I hope to be, be doing soon with a few friends, which is right. gonna be fun. Nice. Um, so I, I dug into the depths of, of all the Wikipedia, or the, the wiki pages of, of everything about Dungeons and Dragons, the fifth edition, and the, and the map, and trying to figure things out, things I've yeah. never done before, but that was fun. Uh, I'm proud of myself for, for doing that, so. Yeah. That's cool, so
0: D&D. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I know you did it a week a weekend. But I didn't I didn't get a chance to actually participate.
0: I didn't play myself either. I mean it was Eric leading the whole campaign. Yeah, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, but a apparently it was a big success. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, what was his name again? <laughs> no. Oh Barry. Barry. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Barry was the character, yes, yeah. There, there, there was Barry made it very interesting. Yes. Shout out yes. to uh, to Damien there. <laughs> yeah, Damien
0: uh, I I think he played his
1: role quite well. He did. Even outside of the, <laughs> the <He> campus. <laughs> <laughs> he was in character all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm very excited. I've never played D D. I know you play with a few friends. Yes. Uh, do you actively do it still?
0: Mike. Well, the the thing is, we we very ambitiously uh, a, a long time ago. I th- I guess five, six, seven, seven years ago. I, I I cannot even remember. Very ambitiously, we had the idea of playing once every two weeks. Uh, which I think we succeeded for about three or four times yeah. before the first person had to cancel because something else came up and mm. things like that. Um, there's actually been a, a very long time, due to understandable personal reasons of one of the players, we, we, we didn't play for a very long time. Yeah. Um, and then we started playing again, and now it's on and off. So I think we have actually a date planned for, n- not next week, but the week after. All right, cool. Uh, and then I think we actually have like three or four dates planned until the end of the year. Yeah, so but you that's you usually how this works, one, right? right? We plan about f- three or four dates, and then two of them get canceled. <laughs> okay. um, but, yeah. <laughs> did did you continue how it works.
1: the campaign, though? Yes. Okay.
0: The, the campaign is still the same. Some characters are not there anymore. Uh, one One of them got killed. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> and, do I, do I, do I want to know how,
1: or...? Do you remember how?
0: I honestly cannot remember. <laughs> it's been so long. <laughs> uh, it's been No, it's been it's been quite a while. Um there's also been uh new players joining the campaign. Mm, that's cool. So that's new characters entering and at some point I lost my bag with all my D&D stuff in it. Uh, no. So, my character um, mysteriously disappeared, and a new character mysteriously appeared. <laughs> he literally <laughs> fell from the air oh, that, uh, the that was uh, a lot of fun well it was uh, to me this was my first campaign like the first time I played d and d was literally a couple of years ago when we started this campaign so that first character for me was a character where i I just had to learn to play D and D, right? Uh, so, so after a couple of years, even though it was sort of a forced uh, change, um, it was actually quite a good idea to to maybe have the opportunity to start a new character. Mm. Um, so, what was your first character? What, what
1: race? What class was it?
0: So, my first my first character was uh, an elf. It was a ranger.
1: Oh, I, I'm gonna high five you. Ah <laughs> yes,
0: you're gonna play an elf ranger.
1: Uh, yeah, I got a, a high elf rogue. Yeah. Ah yeah, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So the um, this kid. Cha- I mean, uh, pe- especially people from the PHP community know about this character because uh, it's, it's infamous, is it? It's it's infamous for sure. Uh, it was a very vain elf. Uh, even in, in battle, he was more concerned about if his hair looked right. Than whether he was actually helping <laughs> helping the battle, um, really which, letting your
1: personality shine through there. Oh yes, <laughs> you know me. <laughs> yes, always, <with> <laughs> always at the mirror. Always
0: at the mirror. Literally, he had a magic mirror, and he didn't realize the mirror was uh, was actually cursed. So he kept <laughs> looking into the mirror to see if his hair was correct. But um, awesome. uh, yeah. yeah, so I'm not sure it happened. I think it happened at a, at a conference somewhere where. Um, I said something. We were talking about the D&D campaign with a couple of people and I said something about me being a beautiful elf. And ever since then, <laughs> I get called the beautiful elf every <laughs> once in a while. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. But so, that, yeah, we've been playing for quite a while. Um, cool. And now my, my new uh, new character is actually a Huffling bard. Oh. So that's something completely that's different, and and um, so it's it's very I I don't have a lot of battle skills. I'm still trying to figure out what my actual addition to the to the whole
1: <laughs> group is. You're just there.
0: Uh, I'm I'm there, and uh, without her wanting to spoil too much uh, to the people that I play with. Um, Spoiler alert. Let's just say my character keeps track of what's happening because he thinks the information can be useful at some point in the future. Right. Um, and it's a lot of fun to play because, you know, a bard is something completely different. Um, uh, yeah. That's cool, though. Uh, so that's, uh, that's what we're playing right now.
1: Do, do you have any, any tips for, for a new player like me? oh
0: um <laughs> they put you on the spot there well i guess i guess it really depends also on on the group you're playing with um but obviously uh you want to you want to have some really weird character traits uh, because it's it's a lot of fun uh, to role play weird oh, shoot. weird things <laughs> um i mean it's easy it's easy to role play like a very standard uh Fancy character that mm. you read about in every single book and things like that, um, but it's the it's the traits that make it a, a lot more fun.
1: <sighs> Looks like I have to go back to the drawing board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be a big thing, right? It can no. be very very little, very subtle, yeah, very just like, subtle. Yeah. Something like a tick uh, that your character has whenever specific situations happen. You know, it doesn't <laughs> have to be have to be big, right. um, but it's. Um, and and also I think you you mentioned you're playing 5th. Yeah. Yeah, so apparently that's that's easier than 3.5. Good. Uh, which we are playing <laughs> and oh. 3.5 is a lot about there's a lot of rules. Wow. Uh, um Okay, so now my character is still relatively new, so I have to look at look things up in the in the mm. in the player manual a lot. Um but even after playing uh, a couple of years of uh, of the of the elf um I still had to look stuff up in the books uh, because there's so many different things. And that's different the thing, <laughs> though.
1: That's that's what, what was overwhelming me because I've been wanting to to, to start D and D for a long time, and we actually made an attempt years ago uh, with actually the same same group, uh, but it was just I just didn't know where to start. Like it, there's so much information there yeah. that I just don't know what uh, what to do. Like just building your character. And um you know d- picking your or 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 doing your your abilities and and the backstory, and you just don't know where to start yes um so yes. I, I i also asked my friend, I was like, hey you know I, I really want to do this character now, but I just don't know how like can I come over and can you help me and and he was he was great helping me and and, yeah. and we figured it out, but I, there's definitely a a steep <laughs> a steep um entry there yes um. I
0: I I totally recognize this this feeling of being overwhelmed um but if it's you know if it's a group of people that uh, you already know or maybe you don't but uh, it's it,